Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Mixmaster Jim is in the house. I've been sitting in this very spot since last Christmas. It's about time you got here. <laughs> Little, we thought he was a garden gnome. Uh, little did we know, once we the, uh, pulled the tarp off, I'm, look, there's uh, okay. there's Jim Carrey. Hey, Welcome. They, Thanks they for coming. throw all that brush around me during the summer. And <laughs> I, it looks the, great down the here. The pigeons, I just I didn't recognize you there. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I apologize for that. Look who's here. It's Carrie Jarvie. She is the executive director of the downtown Hi, BIA. Carrie, Hi, it's guys. great to have you here. Great to be here. So, it, it, you know, we talk about this all the time, but every year we come down here, this thing has changed so much, and there's just so much development going on. Talk about what you guys got going on. Down so it's been, it's been a great year for development. Where I'm really excited. We've had actually one of our biggest growths in new business openings in downtown that we've had in years, um, which is really exciting. Even with attrition, we had 30 new businesses open. That with attrition is really quite exciting. Wow. So it 30 is. 30 new businesses. New businesses. A lot wow. of professional services. We're different than most BIAs in mm -hmm. the fact that we do have a lot of professional services, so lawyers, accountants, things like that. But yeah. we have a lot of great destination retail, a lot of great restaurants. See a lot of great growth in the restaurants around around our area. Boy, has there, eh? Yeah. It's so talk fantastic. about the boundaries. Where are you guys? So we so go from knows. Hunter Go Station to Sonic Onion Building right. yep. and from McNabb to Mary. Very cool. And uh, talk about what it's like for a new business to come here. Uh, what's the reaction? What's it? What sort of help do they get? How are they embraced by the other businesses in town? You have a our. We're very neighborhood. We mm -hmm. are very much a neighborhood. And mm -hmm. so you have a lot of support from other businesses, especially restaurants. You find they're all really good at supporting each other. Yeah. Um, if they're full, they'll tell somebody to go some pl another place. Yeah. Um, they're really good at recommending. I, I always say if you all you need is one office person to have a good experience at your yeah. place, and then an entire office building will know that you're there. Yeah. Um, we try to offer as much support we can. We do a lot of things like an e-newsletter. We do um, a lot of uh, print. We do a print brochure twice a year so that people have a, an idea of what's happening and so that they can keep keep informed on what's going on downtown just the restaurant scene alone eh? and I find myself talking about that a lot but it really needs to be uh, reinforced I mean it, it's it's amazing how how much it's changed and grown yeah, over the years it has and it, this is what's really nice is that I think now more than ever it's a perfect opportunity if you have not been downtown yeah. for a meal come down for a meal it's, yeah. a, it's really a nice way to dip your toe in the water yeah, yeah. Of what downtown is like yeah. come down you'll have a great experience there I mean there's not a restaurant in our area that you will not have a good experience we actually have franchises that the, the only other franchises are in North Toronto and in Hong Kong it's a place to be right wow. now which is amazing yeah. Like, yeah. that is amazing and they've chosen to open up right I mean right here King, uh, King yeah. and, um, Houston so what, what are the uh, the uh, the merchant virgins, if I may, uh -huh. uh, what are they saying about opening up for the first time in, in downtown Hamilton? And just uh, what are they're, they saying about the business? About with the, the they're community? excited with the foot traffic. They're excited with the support that they get from other businesses. They're really excited about where we're going. Mm. We have a lot of development that's coming yeah. down. We have a lot of condo developments that. And that's the thing. Every time you drive around another block, go out another direction, it's like, oh my goodness, when's that? When's, when did that start? Exactly. Yeah, there's exactly. always construction. And that's and that is really what people I think are, are really building on the excitement of yeah and, and you can see that it's not can. a case of just people uh oh it's great all that sort of stuff and word of mouth you can actually see what's going on you're seeing here. yes exactly yeah, yeah. And it, but that's the thing it's going to be nice when you we see how we have more people living you know in downtown it's going to yeah. be great to be able to have a lot more um a lot it's a different hustle and bustle yeah that's very than, true than an 8 30 to 4 30 9 to 5 and is, sorry go ahead i was just going to ask is there still kind of like a small town feel Yes, in, in, I always say you still know Hamiltonians. We're still, yeah. we're still. I yeah. think we're still who we are. Yeah. No matter right. where you go, we're That's still it. who we are. And I think people come in, they really appreciate that. I mean, 
I've known people who moved here from Toronto, and they said, mm-hmm. "Why do Why do people say hi to me when I'm not walking I down know. the street?" I'm like, <laughs> I'm like it's okay um, because people, they see you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, like, right. <laughs> I'm like, and it's okay. They're not trying to be mean. They're breathing. Yeah, exactly. And I, I I never want us to lose that. You know that yeah. that's one of the best things about Hamilton is that everyone yeah. Hamiltonians. That's we it. are we are good people, and that's yeah, what no. you really want to see more of. The party's the same. Party's the same. So, uh, what about this time of year? So, Chris. Christmas is Christmas is fantastic here. We are so happy about um, being able to work with you guys on, mm. on the Christmas Tree of Hope. Mm. So the official lighting's tonight at 6.30. Um, we have activities from 5 to 7. We have Santa, um, selfies with Santa. We have maple taffy. We have a Ferris wheel, which I don't know if you could if you missed Jim's on your going way on in. It. Just in I've, case I've you been on it. it. That's, that's why I was a little late. <laughs> that's why you took you an extra second. Let me down. Um, it is actually a beautiful way to be able to see the see the tree and see right down King Street is in this, this yeah. Ferris wheel. And, the and Ferris- apparently it's snowing at the top. I didn't understand that. <laughs> Jim, you can tell. He, by the time he came full circle, he was covered you know, in snow. It's right, amazing yeah. what I can fit in this park. <laughs> so they have um, the Ferris wheel is actually going to be operating right until the twenty third, every cool. day from uh, noon till eight pm, uh, so, which is really exciting. Also, right across in the veterans section, they mm. are so graciously let us use the roadway to do a Christmas market. It's actually a That's License cool. market, so you can get a little mold wine, walk around, what check the heck out some we doing vendors. Up here? Uh, I know we're on the wrong side. On of, now? We're on the wrong side of Houston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Jim was trying to sell us on the Ferris wheel story. <laughs> yeah, no. What a load of bunk that was. <laughs> the mold wine will always trouble yeah, Ferris. That's wheel. right. Yeah, really. So, and that's actually happening all weekend as well. So there, there's cool. a great market, great, great idea, vendors. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot of Christmas themed entertainment all weekend. Um, music, uh, live theater performances. Great uh, idea for carolers. Christmas market up here, though, you know, man. Really, you see that going all over the place in cities. Yeah. Hamilton really, we never had one. We did a small one last year to kind of test the waters. We've made it a little bit bigger this year. Um, and I think it's something that we can grow. Mm. It, it really does have, um, it's getting some good legs to it. So it's really exciting. Very cool. Exciting. All right. If we want to find out more about what's going on, where do we go? Downtownhamilton.org. All right. Carrie Jarvie has been with us, Executive Director, Downtown BIA. If you haven't been here, oh, in about 10 minutes, uh, in the last 10 minutes, come down and check it out because it's constantly changing. Good job, Carrie. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, it is 318. It's 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. Mixmaster Jim is here. If you want to contribute, there's a few ways to do it. All kinds of ways. You can bring your donation right down and visit us here at the booth at, mm-hmm. uh, at Gore Park, the CHML booth, the Y108 booth, 95.3. Uh, also, our offices on uh, Main Street as well. Uh, their doors are open right through until 5 o'clock. Bring your own open gift or a cash donation as well. Online, you can uh, check things out, make a donation there. You can call the radio station at uh, 905 521 Three two zero, all kinds of ways. Checks uh, can be made out to the Children's Fund and Trust. Is that PayPal correct? and all that stuff too. All right, as PayPal. Well. Yeah. All right, we are broadcasting live from Gore Park. The lighting of the forty-second edition of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. It is the lighting of the 42nd edition of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. Uh, This, of course, the biggest single fundraiser for us and the CHML Children's Fund, which uh, helps over 40 children's uh, children's charities in the Hamilton, Burlington area. And what this is all about is raising as much money as we uh, possibly can over the course of the weekend. And, of course, introducing you to some of the great organizations, the people that run these great organizations and benefit from the money that you're uh, contributing. From the welcome in, let's bring in Tom Geiger and Leah Swenger. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Welcome in. Thanks for having us. From the welcome in, tell us about the welcome in. 
Well, the Welcome Inn's a bit of a gem in the north end of Hamilton. Mm -hmm. We've been here for 52 years, and so just a few kilometers north of here, towards the lake. Uh, we're here to help kids. We have a seniors program mm -hmm. where we have meals with seniors. We have a thrift store, so some of you might know the thrift store on James Street. Yeah. And then we also have some community programming that we do to help people with um, taxes and haircuts and things like that. 52 years. 52 years. What, what is the difference from what you see today as to when this place opened up? How have things changed? How has the need changed? Or has it? Well, we, we weren't around back then, but uh, certainly we've, um, we've seen Jim more. Jim was. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. We've certainly seen that the community has definitely changed yeah. with uh, a lot of Torontonians moving in, rent going up, uh, property taxes going up, and so a lot of our families are being displaced from mm. the community, and a lot of our seniors have to move out of ho houses they've lived in their whole life. So you're seeing the need grow over the years as well. Definitely seeing it grow. Talk about, again, some of the programs and some of the different things that you offer over the course of the year, the day, what have you. Sure. The, the kids program is one of our, our hallmark programs, the laugh program, so learning and fun. Mm -hmm. And then kids get a chance to come together with mentors from a lot of students from McMaster come down. So we have a partner with uh, Student Open Circles. And, What's and they, that experience like? It, for the kids, it's absolutely fantastic because these are kids that don't have a lot mm -hmm. and they get a chance to play together, to do artwork together, to just have some fun and get some mentoring, even simple things like how to manage their funds. So we give a little bit of a sharing program with them where if they learn to save some money, we'll actually contribute matching funds. And so they learn about sharing, about giving, and also about caring. And talk about the, the students that come and experience this. What do they get out of this? Yes. Well, I was just there talking with a lot of them, and, and they were saying they didn't realize that they had had such a privileged life. And mm. they just thought everybody lived the same way they did. Mm. And it was a real eye-opener for them and uh, made them grow in, in ways and really understand. Probably getting as much out of it as the kids are. If not more. Yeah, isn't <laughs> yeah. that something? Yes. Uh, what about people who've experienced the welcome in over the years? So, you know, you've, over 50 years, do you get people coming back? Do you get people sharing stories of, of success, that, that how, they've, how you've helped them over the years? Yeah, absolutely. We, we not only get an interesting story from recently, is we had some kids that have come for years and they bonded with our, our group in the, at the children's camp in the summertime and then um, the mom came back and said you know we, we'd like to give something back mm. how could we contribute mm. and we had this really fun time of just sharing stories and then she was able to donate um, you know their family was able to donate some money to help keep the programs moving so this is how it happens what it's about paying it forward what about challenges moving forward what are your day-to-day -day <laughs> challenges <laughs> the, the you're, big, la you're laughing you're yeah we're laughing tell because because the why. big the big challenge these days of course is funding yeah. so with government cutbacks as we all know there's a lot of pressure on governments to cut back and organizations are cut back mm. uh, we see a lot of donor fatigue out mm. there in the market and so it's really um, challenging it's been a very challenging year for the welcome in to uh, raise the funds that we need to continue this valuable programming what would you say to those who are thinking of making a donation to the children's fund this year 
Well, cer certainly it's a wonderful cause, and we, we see that every day. Yeah. And we also have a food bank, um, so we have a food bank that runs three days a week. Mm -hmm. So your money is going to a good cause and, um, you know, really supporting that neighborhood and people in Hamilton. As the city's growing, as the neighborhood's changing, what do you see? How is it, how is it different now? Because we see, you know, you look around, the, the city's progressing. It, it, it looks like things are getting good, but it's not for everybody, is it? Yeah, you're right. It's not for everyone. And, it's, you know, when there's a GO train coming in and this kind of thing, it's mm. exciting. Mm -hmm. Lots of new building and new construction. But for those people being displaced, right. um, it, it's very difficult. It's a very difficult time for them. All right. And thank you so much for all the great work that you do. Uh, this is a great opportunity for the various organizations that receive funds to, to find out exactly where the money goes and welcome in just another uh, example of, uh, of your donations and where they go. If people want to find out more about the Welcome In, where can we go? What can we do? Welcomein.ca. All right, welcomein.ca to find out more. Tom Geiger and Leah Swinger have been with us from the Welcome In. Thank you so much for coming down. Have a great year. Good luck. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, and uh, that's another example of where the money goes. And, you know, you hear of the major charities, you hear of, of the major organizations, but there's so many of these grassroots organizations in Hamilton that have been doing work for decades. It's, Some, it's amazing. And something interesting that, that, that Tom said about, about donor fatigue yeah. and that there are people who who constantly give yeah. and I you know, I just want to put it out there that if you've never given before mm -hmm. if you've never donated before just just experience what that is like and 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 and, and the kind of feeling you get when you're finished giving, whether it's a financial gift to the Children's Fund, whether it's a, a, a toy, whatever sort of gift. But if you've never donated anything before, even if it's just a couple of bucks, if that's all you can afford, Ted, then do it. Ted and, and Jeff were telling a great story earlier on today about uh, a class that had uh, collected toys for the, uh, for the toy drive. And each kid brought in a toy and put it under the tree. And just that experience of those young kids coming Amazing. in and giving that, he, he said it was just uh, yeah. unbelievable to see. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. For the 42nd edition of the lighting of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope, uh, slowly things are starting to pick up here. The Ferris wheel's here. Uh, Jim's going to test ride that in a sec. Uh, we're not sure if he's been there or down at the glute vine time. I'm not <laughs> Maybe both. Anyway, the uh, also coming up around uh, five o'clock ish, uh, uh, we're going to have music, live music. Santa will be here and such. And then at six o'clock, we flip the switch for the uh, CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. Love to have you down here for that. And of course, uh, lots of ways to donate. Check out the website at 900chml.com. And Jim will give you more on that in just a sec. All right, this is all about uh, introducing you to some of the people involved in the CHML Children's Fund and how uh, the funds that you donate affect them. Anthony Macaluso is with us hfa hamilton football association varsity tiger cats thanks for coming uh, much appreciated my pleasure happy to be here so this is just like playing you know on a snow-covered field it's really this is no a different. great football day that's it great weather for football. For that. absolutely yeah all right so tell us about the varsity tiger cats what you guys are up to so the hamilton football association is the organization that runs grassroots football here in the city for kids ages seven up to 19 so we mm -hmm. have a variety of programs available for these kids in the fall and the summer that allow them to play football against other centers across the province. So uh, talk about that experience, what it brings to a young person to be involved in something like this. Well, we, you know, 
uh, as a football bias, we think of football as, as really a true microcosm of life. It, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really a sport where every kid can participate, yeah. from the fast kid to the slower kid, a bigger kid and a smaller kid. Each player has a role, and no one person uh, can win a game. So we really see the impact that that has on kids uh, in terms of being able to participate. And we all know the fact that participation in sports and how that can impact mm. on a child's life positively growing up. And talk about... Uh, the, the positive uh, results of being in a team environment and, and what that's all about. Well, you said it. The positive, you know, in terms of teamwork, building that character, uh, the the ability to work with other people who have differences. I mean, mm. we see that uh, yeah. you know, as grown-ups here. And we, you know, they really, truly, kids truly do get that experience playing for a team, playing against yeah. competition, the successes and failures, the failures that come in a game yeah. and that come in life. And, and these are important lessons that we can learn and, uh, and it's through the donations and the support of the Christmas Tree of Charities like the Christmas Tree of Hope mm-hmm. that we can help all people, regardless of their uh, financial circumstances, to play this game, to get those experiences, and to really benefit from them. It's amazing, organized sport, how expensive it can be. And it's great that you can reach out and, and give people who perhaps didn't have the opportunity to play to play. And that's exactly what it's about. Despite financial need, we really want to have every kid playing. And we know the benefits of physical activity in terms of mm. health and mental well-being and uh, we really want to get as many kids playing as possible and, and we definitely do want to support all people to be able to what play about self-respect and just the confidence that they build playing it, with something like it, that? it's true it's it's apparent at no matter what level so again we start at the age of seven yeah. and they get that experience in the football uh, for us with the idea of winning and losing mm. and competing and trying sportsmanship and mo- sportsmanship yeah. and the and the most important thing is is bettering yourself mm. learning from others working for as a team and helping to build each other and the character that develops from that is priceless as an organization in your attempt to do this what are some of the challenges you're facing uh, I mean the game of football has its own challenges yeah. itself so when we when we talk about that but really you know uh, at the health football Association we pride ourselves on a safe making yeah. a safe environment. Do you have so, to stress that nowadays to the parents? Definitely, to find? definitely. Yeah. But you know, one of the great things about the HFA is we were the first association in Canada to be safe contact trained. So mm. again, knowing what the challenges are with the game of football, we know the positives far away any of the challenges yeah. that are there and really getting these kids involved at a young age, teaching them safe contact. That's skills, the key point right there, isn't exactly. it? You, you gotta know you gotta be taught by qualified people. Exactly. You know, it is a physical game, but if you're doing it right, right. So, and we, you know, we have a great group of volunteer coaches and, yeah. and people that help us to do just that so yeah. give us an example um you know you're taking in seven-year-olds these are grade two kids you know so maybe there's some parents out there thinking well my kid's just seven he's yeah. just a little guy so tell us about this safe contact uh just just kind of give us some words of comfort there for any parent that might be worried about uh, well it, it really is I mean, when you think of football and you're watching the nfl you think of those violent collisions yeah. and that's really yeah. what football is not about at the younger ages mm. ages it's about teaching them safe contact it's about hitting bags it's devo- about developing the technique of tackling yeah. making sure that you're doing safely with the placement of the head uh, your hips that's key too, that, isn't it? extremely yeah. key yeah. and being able to do that you're teaching them at a younger age where the propensity to actually injure themselves yeah. is a lot less than if they're starting at 15 16 17 year old <laughs> and what a great w- and, yeah. Yeah. and what a great way <laughs> to burn off energy <laughs> though i throw on some exactly. pads and exactly. there and go go knock hit it the bags. Bags. exactly, exactly. Yeah, well congratulations to you anthony a uh, great work it must be incredibly de- rewarding to see the kids come along especially the ones you've helped this way it definitely is we couldn't do it without the support of the people in the community and we're so very thankful uh anthony macaluso has been with us uh, hamilton football association varsity tiger cats uh just another organization that benefits when you make a donation to the chml 
Bell Children's Fund, uh, helping kids who wouldn't normally get the chance to play football. Good job. Thank thanks you. for the uh, thanks Thank for the effort and thanks for coming in today. We appreciate that. Thank you. And, of course, if you want to help out... All kinds of ways. You can bring your donation right here and say hi to us at the CHML booth right here in Gore Park in downtown Hamilton. Uh, you can drop by our offices at 875 Main Street West uh, with a gift, a uh, toy, an unwrapped toy, an unwrapped gift, or um, or some cash or yep. a check. We'll take that, too. Donate online as well at 900CHML.com. Uh, you can call our station up through until 5 o'clock, 905-521-2320. Listen, we're giving you every opportunity yep. to do this mm-hmm. and to participate in this. If you live near a fire station, drive by a fire station, or anywhere near a fire station. Or experiencing can... a grease fire right now. <laughs> Grab They'll a toy. They'll help you out if they're yeah. coming over anyway. Give them that's, a toy. That's right. Just give them a toy on the way out. Also, any participating McDonald's location in Hamilton. And if you're at the office collecting toys, we'll, we'll send a toy truck mm-hmm. out to pick the stuff up. So. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. It is the 42nd edition of the CHML uh, Christmas Tree of Hope Lighting. Uh, doing a little, uh, that should be going out soon to all of you in the Twitter sphere. See what we're doing down here. We'd love to have you uh, as we light the uh, 42nd edition of the Christmas Tree of Hope. Asking you to help us help the kids by donating, bringing in a new unwrapped toy. Uh, and of course, over the course of the weekend, we'll be at Jackson Square, inviting you to join us there as well as we introduce you to some of the great uh, organizations that benefit from the CHML Children's Fund. Joining us now, Susie Braithwaite is with us, International Village BIA. Great to see you. Thanks for posing for the selfie. Ah, thanks. All right. It's, it's, it's organized chaos, but we somehow make it work. Tell us what's going on at the International BIA. Well, it's our seventh annual Victorian Night in the Village tonight. Mm, so we've got this is cool. Yeah, free horse and carriage rides, hot apple cider, Victorian yeah. carolers. Our shops are open late, and new this year we have a Santa's workshop. So right. we're super excited about that. So what is that about? Tell us. So about that. you can bring your kids down and mm-hmm. bring your camera, bring your cell phone, and take your own picture with uh, Santa in our workshop. So that's really exciting. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, changes over the last year. Uh, lots of changes yeah. actually. So we've got new businesses coming in, old businesses doing well. Lots, it's, a, it's a really interesting time in our BIA right now, especially with, you know, LRT, trying to figure that out. I wasn't even going to mention that. I thought, you know, I'd let well, you go. Now that you brought it well, up. Because normally every time we talk to Susie, it's, so oh, how's that LRT thing working well, for you? Well, it's a thing, right? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and there's Susie kind of makes the uh, the motion of, she, of her juggling. Yes. But, I'm, I mean, on both sides of the issue, yes. it must be very confusing for merchants right now. Honestly, a little tenuous, perhaps, for them. It is. I mean, yeah. we just want to know what's going on so mm-hmm. we can move ahead with the plans yeah. and let's either do this or not and get on with it. Shh, don't know? even <laughs> say that. What do you mean, or not? No, we're, anybody... let's just do this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Still a not. I, I mean, let's not I play both there. sides of this card. We know yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, so specifically around Christmas, how do things change down here? Well, you know what? It's just... We have such a great caliber of businesses down in our in the village, and we encourage everybody to shop local. So I think you know you, you're done with Black Friday, so let's yeah. be done with that, and let's yeah. come back to our local economy yeah. and get out and shop at some of our retail shops and restaurants. And, and you find more people are into that now. I mean, I think it's so, just yeah, yeah. yeah and, I really and I mean, do. it really starts to uh, to breed on itself. It, it really does. starts to once the word gets out there. It does. And the nice thing is, you know, you can order all you want online, but you're not going to get those really like great gifts that mean something yeah. online. You have to go yeah. out and support your local vendors. They have all of these great creative ideas, um, you know, for gift giving that are thoughtful. So we find people really do come back down 
to the local level closer mm-hmm. to Christmas, and we're seeing that. For and sure I think people here. want to support the local too. Once they now that they see what's going on down Absolutely. here, and they see progress every time they come down here, Absolutely. you want to be a part of that, don't you? They do, and it's you know it's something you can only get when you shop local. Is yeah. that customer feeling when you're shopping online? It's just you're shopping for product here. Yeah. You're shopping for service that mm-hmm. comes with that. Yeah, for sure. And it's amazing how the merchants here will zoom in on their clientele and try to provide. Like, if it's not here, they'll find it for you or they'll get they it will. in. They'll, they cater to those to those clients. They do. Those and the thing to remember is like these shop owners are your neighbors, yeah. right? So they're your neighbors who have put everything they have into these business ideas mm-hmm. and they're working super long hours to try and bring unique unique gifts. So it's really, you know, goes back to how th- things used to be. Yeah. And we're finding more and more people now are starting to come around that way because, you know, products are products, but really the whole experience of shopping local at Christmas is something that has gone on for centuries. What would you say to someone who hasn't been down in a while? Get your butt down here. (laughs) It's, you know, it's such a great experience and you're going to find unique things that you're just not going to find at the big box stores and malls Mm -hmm. for sure. All right. So if people want to find out about what's going on with the International Village BIA, is there someplace we can go? Yeah. uh, Social social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and then also HamiltonInternationalVillage.ca. And give us, uh, again, a plug of what's going on tonight. Victorian Night in the Village, 6 till 9 p.m., horse and carriage rides, apple cider, Victorian carolers, brass band, and lots of stuff to do. Tell everybody what the boundaries of the International Village. We're West Avenue to Mary, including Main King and King William. All right, Susie Braithwaite has been with us, International Village, BIA. Just another reason to get your butt down here and see what the new Hamilton is all about. And, of course, help us help the kids when you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund. Susie, good luck with everything going on this year. Thank you, Susie. Looks great. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, this is a chance uh, for you to uh, talk to some other, listen to some of the people that uh, organizations that benefit when you make a contribution to the CHML Children's Fund. And this is our biggest single fundraiser, being the Tree of Hope, that of course uh, keeps us afloat all year long as we donate uh, monies to over 40 various children's charities around the Greater Hamilton Burlington area. Let's bring in Sherry Bacchini. She is from. McMaster Children's Hospital Foundation. Sherry, thanks so much for being here. We Hi, appreciate Sherry. that. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. So tell us about McMaster Children Hosp- uh, Children's Hospital Foundation and the great work that they do. Well, first of all, I want to express our gratitude. We're so grateful for the gift recently to the Emergency Family Assistance Program. Mm. So uh, especially in this uh, season of giving that uh, our community rallies behind. I'm always in awe of the spirit during this season of people Tell us about others. this initiative. Tell us about this. Yeah, absolutely. So the Emergency Family assistance program. Uh, imagine that your child uh, is uh, urgently needed and you're, you're rushing them to the hospital. Sometimes mm. you're a family that might have, um, you know, uh, you have to split because you have a child at home and yeah. so you might be months within the hospital scenario. And so the, the fund really helps support with food, medication, clothes, um, all the things that might be needed. One family member might need to take off for a couple of months and certainly puts a very strong financial strain on the family. And so um, they really rely on the generosity and kindness of our community to help them get through this time in their time of need. Lots of time when someone is sick in the family, uh, obviously the attention goes to them, but we forget about everything else that it changes within the family as well, not just the person that's suffering. Absolutely. And families out there, moms and dads know that when your child's in the hospital, you're there holding their hand, uh, trying to get through every moment. And so, uh, you know, it's certainly a wear and tear on the whole family structure. And so these are the kinds of things that, um, you know, generosity of donors really make an impact. 
certainly a lot of challenges and pressures put on put on families. Uh, you know, when anyone gets ill, but especially so when when it when it's a young child. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah and so you know, to be able to see, uh, you know, that smile on the face mm. when programs such as our Child Life program that's there to support the family throughout their process, also funded through the generosity of donors, um, they help make sure that families know uh, what they can expect. Help uh, share, you know, when a, a piece of equipment's coming, it can be a very intimidating yeah. thing to get even yeah. such, something like a needle. And mm. so to be able to really, um, you know, have the tools and resources to have someone there holding your hand, sharing what going to happen and um, and calming everybody down really makes a, a big difference. And kids are pretty resilient too and it's amazing if there's just some sort of little distraction there, something to put a smile on their face, how far that goes. Yes, absolutely. Although I am constantly um, impressed and in awe of the brave faces that we see. Mm. Um, children really, as you say, are incredibly resilient and and often, um, you know, that's, that's their joy to be able to um, help them in their healthcare journey. So, you know, it just takes one shy smile for for me from a Mac kid yeah. to make me want to give. Yeah. What about some of the challenges you face? Absolutely. So as we know, just like your computer at home, uh, there's a shelf life for our equipment and mm. it is really important that we have uh, state-of-the-art uh, patient equipment and so donors really help support, make sure that um, the resources, the diagnostic imaging equipment are is all there um, to be able to make sure that healthcare journey is um, in, in place and also, of course, the programs to support the family as they continue that journey. So, um, you know, our obstacles are, uh, there is never uh, enough yeah. and so it is really through the kindness and big hearts of the community that we're able to to make sure that we ha have those uh, in place. And it's not just that diagnostic equipment, you know, you use them until it wears out, but eventually the technology becomes dated and there's there's better equipment that 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 that, that comes in play and then that's developed that you, you yeah stay you know, on top of that well it's just like you know if you bought a computer today uh, mm. versus uh, your eight-year-old's computer yeah. um, what the programs and what they can find um, and what they can use to support um, is really critical it's funny you know unless we've had somebody that's gone through this in the family or what have you when we we think of people getting ill or needing help we think about the medical side of it we don't think about all the support services that come in behind that that are also needed as well as the medical side of it all and it really does go down to some of that distraction but it's also about the journey yeah so when you think about something like our art therapy program which is also uh, supported through donor generosity it's about helping little ones who don't necessarily uh, can't communicate verbally mm. uh, but maybe through art might be able to share some of the feelings that they are uh, are feeling and um, be able to have a conversation in a, in a very um, safe and protected environment. These are all the types of support programs that are offered at McMaster Kids to make sure that their time there. I mean, our goal is to let kids be kids, right? Yeah, yeah. And we have to just remember that. Does Especially everyone you work with have that cheery demeanor and positive <laughs> attitude? Because it's just spilling <laughs> yeah, over and I'm feeling true. great. Yeah. It's, it's true. Oh, it's true. that's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry Bocchini has been with us. McMaster Children's Hospital Foundation. Just another example of of where your funds go when you contribute to the CHML Children's Fund and the Tree of Hope campaign. Sherry, thanks so much, and congratulations for all the great work that you do. Thank you to everyone out there. It's uh, your generosity. Every dollar counts. And uh, Ron Joyce Children's Health Center and McMaster Children's Hospital thanks you greatly. There you go. Well, if that is an inspiration, well, we, we give you. right there. 
You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. This is a chance for us to introduce you to some of uh, the recipients of the CHML Children's Fund and how they and where your money goes. And not only that, some of the people that raise money. And boy, we've got the biggest right here uh, from the Realtors Association of Hamilton, Burlington. Uh, Brian Shaw's with us and Mark uh, Lef- uh, Loeffler. Loeffler. As in Loeffler. Loeffler, yeah. Dire Straits. All right. <laughs> Uh, what another great year for you guys. Man, oh man. I, I'll let you uh, talk about the figure and, and how much money you're bringing in this year. Thank you very much, Scott. Yes, it was uh, it was fantastic. And, you know, even despite the uh, the first major snowstorm of the year. That was uh, a bad night. Yeah, but that's okay. We all still yeah. came out in full force. Uh, the realtors, business associates, sponsors, general public, we all came out and, uh, and raised uh, $75,000 to, uh, to add to the... The, the total that the realtors have contributed to the to the children's fund over the years it's that's over the 1.16 mark now that so 1,163,000 oh man how does it make you feel to say a number that's larger than 1 million dollars that's incredible over the years amazing yeah. amazing because we well we we see it every day like mm. we're we're uh, who better to know the the needs of the community than realtors that are out there mm. every day so and and Talk about uh, this event and what happens every year and why this has become the signature event that it has around town. Um, every year, I mean, we do something a little bit different, yet it's always a silent and live auction, and it's just getting together and, and raising money for a good cause, and that's what it's all about. I mean, every year it's a little different. We try mm-hmm. to liven it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year we had a wine wall, 110 bottles of wine, and... Uh, I mean, who, who, who doesn't like uh, who doesn't yeah. like wine, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we, you know, your your Jeff story won the beer mid. So mm. uh, I heard he didn't share with anybody. Is that true? I did not even hear that <laughs> yeah. at all. No, yeah. that surprises me. Gee whiz, we'll have to you shake him down from that you little. Didn't share the news with? Him. Yeah, clearly uh, he backed up the car, and that was that. He was out of dodge. Uh, talk about what it takes to put this thing on every year, because you get help from everybody. Because you you've got to shake down people for these items, these prizes, and so on and so forth. It's quite the effort isn't this goes on all year doesn't it It does well basically we we start in january Mm. uh, convening the new committee and uh using all of our networks to uh to call in all the donations but we rely heavily on on all of our sponsors our major sponsors the costa group uh mortgages as well as keller williams edge and executive properties uh transat trip central uh, Joe Ferrante from Royal LePage, Mark Harris, Mike Russo from Sutton Group, Sean Murray and Conrad Zarini from Remax Escarpment, as well as all of our... Uh, don't, don't don't forget our good friend Corey over there, Caro Restaurant. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Donates well. every year, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and as well as Michelangelo's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Soundbox year. Entertainment that, that, that puts on the show uh, here as well. So it takes all those people, and it takes the volunteers. It takes droves of volunteers who come back year after year because they, they love doing it. It's such a great cause. And how long have you been doing this now? This is our 30th year. This is our 30th edition this year, yeah. isn't it? Man, that's yeah. incredible. And to think how this started. It started with, uh, it was the Real Estate Business Women's Association yeah. Yeah. that uh, over a little Group cocktail party yeah. back in the 1980s, yeah. they decided to, to do something like this, and it's just blossomed into this huge event. Sells out every year, over 400 people. Uh, and and to somebody who's never been to this event, talk about it, because it's you know, especially in the last couple of years, you've really torqued it up a notch. Yeah. So, oh yes. Um, yeah, you get it. You you come, you get a full sit down dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had over what did we have? Like 180 silent auction items. That's amazing. Like it's massive. We have 12 live auction items. Uh, this year we had the golden ticket, so for a hundred dollars, 
uh, you got a one in one hundred chance of winning any of the live auction items. So yeah. if somebody won a for a hundred dollars, got a fifty five hundred dollar trip to Ireland. Yeah. yeah. We had the wine wall, so for twenty dollars you got to pick up a, a cork mm-hmm. and you, you want a bottle of wine. Um, we had live we had uh, oysters being shucked on site. Oh great. Uh, we had beer barrel and booze, so yeah. you bought a raffle ticket, you can buy uh, get a wheelbarrow full of wine. Um, a twenty-year-old Scotch or uh, the beer mid that Jeff won that didn't sh- he didn't share. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll see it tonight. You never know. You never know. Uh, if people want to help out, you're starting in January again. Uh, what do you say? Is is it difficult to raise these prizes to get all of this stuff together every year? It must be challenging. Uh, yeah, every year. I mean, we have repeat people who come and, and mm-hmm. help out. Um, every year, we're getting new people. Uh, so yeah, everybody who donated, we'd love to have them back. And mm. if you're listening and you want to help out, I mean, just reach out to to the radio station and they can put you in touch, or just go to our uh, rab r a h b dot com and you can look at the charity auction on there as well. Brian Shaw and Mark Loeffler have been here from the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington, seventy five thousand dollars, and with their thirtieth year, over one point one six million dollars. That is unbelievable. Is Thank it, you though? so much. You're Thank welcome. you so much for all that you do for us. Well, it's our uh, pleasure. It's again, our pleasure. the biggest single yes. contributor over the years, and we are so grateful for what you do every year and that you include us in your big yes. Realtors auction. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you for all the Thank support, Scott. Thanks, Merry Christmas, Merry Brian Christmas. Shaw and Mark Loeffler have been with us, with us. Realtors Association of Hamilton. Burlington. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. We'd like to introduce you now to our illustrious leader, uh, Jeff Story, who is also president of the uh, CHML Children's Fund. You can say that now. Yep. He's, got a, he's got a second gig now. <laughs> I have to mind my P's and Q's. That being said, well, what's going on with that beer pyramid, boss? Uh, yeah, tell us I, about that. Yeah. I figured that's where this and, uh, is going to start. Is there something we're missing here? Did you get yours? Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't, it's, I didn't it's hiding it. under the table, guys. Is that uh, where it is? Yeah, but good afternoon, Jim. Just Thanks for one? joining us. Uh, not a problem. Thank you for inviting me, Jeff. Absolutely. I, uh, this marks my Christmas season, the beginning of my Christmas season. I just love being here. So well said. You. So, yeah, the beer pyramid. Um, at the auction. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mark and Brian, yeah, yeah, who were yeah. on in the last half so, hour. First of all, before you describe the beer pyramid, what is the well, beer pyramid? Well, it's 10 cases of beer stacked in a pyramid. Don't just blow it off like we all know it. I've never seen a oh. beer pyramid before. Well, it was 10 cases of beer in a pyramid, and Mark, who was here before, was forcing me to buy tickets and then right. more tickets, so I did. And um, So the I, beer pyramid actually cost you like $1,200? Well, no, not quite. <laughs> not quite. It, it, was, it was certainly a More than figures. a buck of it beer. Was, it was well over 100 I can tell you that. <laughs> More but, than a uh, buck of beer. I didn't really want to go on stage to accept the prize, to be quite frank, but uh, I did throw my money in. And uh, yeah, I right. have, as I said to Jim off, uh, off Mike, I did already give three cases away, ah. just not to Mark and Brian. <laughs> ah, there you go. All right. Uh, and uh, another seventy-five grand out of these guys. My goodness. It's Unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah. Over $1.16 million yes. over the course of uh, 30 years, Thirty years, yeah. which is unbelievable. It's a wonderful partnership, uh, the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington, a great bunch of people. I've been connected to it for the last 15 years because I've been on the board that long, and I've been the president for the last 10. So I've seen quite a bit, and it's an amazing bunch of people. We had a great crowd, and Brian and Mark as the co-chairs mm. this year. They knocked out of the park. They were amazing. Right. 75 grand in one night is a lot of money. That's yeah. a ton. And another great partner in this for over the years, Pioneer. Pioneer, yes. The Realtors and Pioneer are one two and they've been one two for as long as i've been connected to the board and yeah. uh, i can't say enough about uh the hogarth family that started it as well 30 years ago yeah. and uh they raise uh, thousands of dollars each year as well and we got the three cent a liter campaign coming up 
on December 19th mm-hmm. at uh, tons of different uh, Pioneer stations all through Hamilton and Burlington and uh, and some of the burbs. And uh, it's a great day. So on that day, let your tank go empty and mm-hmm. then head to a Pioneer because uh, three cents from every liter goes to the Children's Fund. How do you explain these companies coming back every year and just time and time again supporting I think us it's the way a, they do? I think it's about relationship building. I think it's a partnership. I think it's trust through respect and integrity. And at the end of the day, they see the impact of where the dollars go. And they know they're making a big impact. Mm-hmm. And I've always said this to anybody that wants to listen to me, is that uh, <laughs> every company in the community would love to have their own charity. Yeah. But I will say this. It takes a lot of time and effort. Yeah. It also takes expertise. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a registered charity as well in Ottawa. We've had the Children's Fund since 1976. So, you know, this was created well before I got to the radio station. And I feel now it's my role and the board of directors' role just to continue to carry the torch and do a great job in this community and raise money for those families and underprivileged kids that need it most. And unfortunately, and I've heard it repeatedly through the day today, mm-hmm. the need does not decrease. No. It continues to increase, no. which puts more pressure on us to make sure that we're there. And I will say this, you know, just regular Joe and Jane Hamiltonian always step up and donate and help, but so does the uh, corporate uh, uh, businesses in Hamilton as well. They're, they've been amazing. It's amazing that this has been going on for 42 years. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why that stands out this, so much this year. I mean, it was 41 last year, but man, that's a yeah. long time. Well, we and are guys all like getting Barry Coe. Hey, we're all getting older, Scott. I hate to say it, but yeah. uh, hey, our former general manager, Don Luzzi, he was yeah. the uh, brainchild behind this back in the 70s. Yeah. So he created it. He created it. And uh, now, as I said before, it's our role that we yeah. have to continue on with this tradition and uh, and hopefully take it to the next level. Yeah, it, it's 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 amazing how much support that this gets every year. That there's there's people that just uh, that, that you know even with the schools. The, the story I want to bring up with you and that you were talking with with Ted about the kids coming in and and their classes yeah. has raised money and toys, and then they bring the class down yeah. to actually here you go and put the toy under the tree. That's going to make an impact on for sure. Kid. Well, it's gonna here's here's what I'd say. That was one of the greatest visuals I've seen with yeah. you know kids that are five and six years old in snowsuits all in single file because of course that's how we do things in school single file and they're all coming in with their arms straight out yes with their toys in their hand and then they put it under the tree um in the lobby of uh, of the radio station at uh main and longwood so it was an awesome visual but it does teach the kids at a young age about you know giving back Mm. and how important that it is and not everybody like us three sitting at this table today are as fortunate as we are there's Mm. a lot of people in our community that are not and Pioneer, uh, the 19th, obviously, uh, let your tank go and then fill up that day. But they're also taking donations throughout the year as well when you yeah, stop by there. We, well, at the end of the day, Scott, you know, the, the Children's Fund is a 365 charity. It mm-hmm. goes all year round. You know, one of our other big events is the is a golf tournament that happens in the summer. Yeah. I know it's freezing out today and everybody's yes. bundled up, so it's odd to talk about golf. But, but you were on the course this afternoon, yeah, weren't you? That's, right. well, I, <laughs> that's I why you're wearing the white pants today. Yeah, yeah right. I'm a little addicted to that game, too. <laughs> yes. That's true, Jim. But uh, the reality is the charity runs all year round and we have to do that because the need again continues to increase and um you know, it's just a special thing for everybody at the radio station that, you know, we spend the time and we volunteer our efforts to make this thing continue to prosper and grow each and every year. Do you find that each and every year there's more and more of a challenge? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's been some terms thrown around today on the radio station about donor fatigue. By the way, that is real. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Which it, explains the need. Oh, absolutely. And it is difficult, Jim. The other part that's difficult at the board of directors level that I'm on is when you have to allocate funds, and there are so many organizations yeah. that we give back to, which is yeah. over 40 plus, you have to determine. Make and the call, yeah. You have to make the call, make the determination about who's getting yeah. money. You only have so much money to give out. And 
how much do you give each organization because you want to have money left over for others. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a bit of a difficult process, but I will also say this. It does make you feel really good inside yeah. that you can give back and contribute yeah. to those that need it most. Mm-hmm. And when you go to these organizations, whether it be you know, the Children's Hospital or Ronald McDonald House, and you see the, the dollars in action mm-hmm. and the, the smiles on people's faces. And let's remember, too, Christmas time is about anticipation. Yeah. And when you walk down the stairs and there's that tree and there's a toy under the tree with your name on it, mm-hmm. it makes you feel really good. Some of these families don't have that opportunity to, to, to feel what that anticipation is like, but the Children's Fund and the Christmas Tree of Hope campaign allows us to do that. Yeah. And the great thing about this weekend is it allows us an opportunity to introduce to you some of the great organizations that benefit from the Children's Fund. Jeff, thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks, we appreciate Jeff, good it. To see you again. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. You're quite the combo, too. I will say it's uh, it's great to have you back on the air, Jim. Uh, thank you very much. Good to be here. I thought he was talking about what we were wearing. <laughs> uh, You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Lighting of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope, 42nd edition. It is lit now, as is uh, the entire Gore Park. It looks just absolutely fabulous. And, of course, just down from us, the International Village, they're having their uh, market, their Christmas market as well. Uh, Creative Arts Breweries is down there. They've got some uh, warm drinks for you and all kinds of crafts and booths and such set up. As well, the Ferris wheel going around, uh, Santa, selfies with Santa, and the Troy Harmer Band about to take the stage again uh, for another set. We were tar- we were talking with Frederick Dryden from Liberty for Youth just before uh, we lit the uh, the tree. Frederick, thanks for hanging on. Tell us about Liberty for Youth and, and, and how you got this together. Oh, well, Scott, I just want to say, look at our city. I know, it looks look great. Look at our city. Hamilton, <laughs> I love you, man. Uh, this is uh, It's packed down here. It's yeah, great. It's fantastic. And uh, congrats to what you guys do. Oh, it, it, it's, it's amazing. It's a great opportunity for us to introduce our listeners to organizations, people like you, who, of course, benefit from donations made to the CHML Children's Fund. It's great for the listeners to find out exactly where the money is going and what happens and the great work that you do, do that you guys do. Talk about Liberty for Youth and, and, and this organization that you're a part of. Well, thanks, guys. It's been another amazing, amazing year. Uh, we work with at-risk youth, high-risk youth. Uh, every youth is at risk. Yeah, uh, but we work point. with uh, But we work with high-risk kids. These mm-hmm. are kids that are just uh, have multiple charges, uh, uh, many, many risk factors in mm. life. So uh, next week and two weeks from now, we're having a Christmas party. Thanks to us, DMHML again. Uh, we serve 100 youth per year. But mm. uh, as much as this exciting ride out here, it's different for some of our youth. So yeah. we have parties and uh, Christmas parties with some of the youth that are incarcerated. So in detention centers or some are house arrests or uh, in different facilities where they can't be out. But at least we can still bring that same love uh, for Christmas gift, mm. uh, warm meal, and a message that their cities, CMHML and other funders, uh, believe in them. Even though they've made some mistakes, uh, our community is behind them to take as they take positive steps to recover. What's it like when they hear your story and where you've come from? Um, I think a lot of time, that's kind of how I, I personally build a bond with them because mm-hmm. I, I was in uh, conflict with the law myself and I got in trouble. And I think... That's that's where the, the the relationship is cemented with me and them. And as you said earlier on before, I tell that story over and over yeah. and over. But uh, but honestly, you know, it, again, if it wasn't for the support of my grade nine teacher when I was dropping out of school, mm. you know, he he said, "Hey, show up, and I'll tutor you." I didn't care. I was homeless. I was dirty, but I showed up for the food. Yeah, and isn't it, that something? That's it, right? You know, wow. and with CMHML, we get to go in and give food to these kids, and that's mm. how the connections are made. What do they say to you after you've helped? them and, and help them change their life 
you know what? Um, it's so amazing. It's 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 a, you don't do this job because of the money. Mm. You know, it's it's the passion and the purpose. And I think you know, uh, I got a call from a young man. After, uh, we've helped for ten years. He's now buying his first home, and he's like, wow. I hate I hate those financial lessons you taught. <laughs> and he goes, now I'm happy. Yeah. And I'm like, after ten years. <laughs> wow, I'm getting goosebumps just hearing that story. That must just thrill you in the organization when you hear stories like that. That must my, that's that's what must keep you going back every day, every day. Good Absolutely. for you. What would you say to people who are thinking about making a donation to the CHML Children's Fund? I'll say, how could they not? Uh, you're 42 a year track record. I've been listening all day since the executive director was mm. on. Multiple organizations that you help. It's not about Liberty for Youth. It's about Hamilton. Mm. As Bill said, give where you live. It makes mm. sense. How do we find your book? Where can we get that? Uh, they can uh, purchase on a website at Liberty for Youth or come down, have coffee, tea with me, or personally sign it, or we can ship it to them. But, uh, you know, Scott, it's been amazing. Uh, within one month, we've sold over 1,100 copies really? already. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And we're trying to, uh, some people are purchasing five books to send it to the detention center, yeah. uh, prison, so on. It's an amazing story. The book is Running for Their Lives, Frederick Dryden, One Man's Incredible Story of Overcoming Adversity to Save the Lives lives of at-risk youth. Frederick, you are an inspiration. The stories you tell are just incredible, and the work that you do and, and uh, all, everybody does at Liberty for Youth is just incredible. Keep up the great work, and thank you so much for coming down and telling your story here. Thank you, Hamilton! All right. Uh, Frederick Dryden has been with us. Running for Their Lives is the book, and of course, uh, Liberty for Youth, just one of the uh, great organizations that benefit when you make a contribution to the CHML Children's Fund. All right, we are broadcasting live from Gore Park. Going to head back upstage and listen to the Troy Harmer Band Come down and join us at Gore Park. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.